episode 95. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. He is friends with Big and Rich, has toured with Tim McGraw. He hails from Texas and now makes his home in Nashville, where he continues to hone his craft, combining genres and blending them into his own eclectic and original sound. It's Cowboy Troy. You better strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. So uh, on the Dharmic Evolution today, delighted to have Cowboy Troy with us. Welcome to the show, Cowboy Troy. Good morning, good morning. Glad to be on with you. Yeah, this is awesome. So uh, you're in Nashville, right? Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. You're in the right place, the right time, with the right vehicles. (laughs) I've been checking out your music. Really, really cool. (laughs) So tell me, what's going on with your bad self these days? Uh, What are you up to, like as far as uh, creative projects? What are you working on these days? Well, you know, I've, I've been promoting uh, the current record that just came out in December. Uh, it's called Saloons on Neptune. And that uh, particular uh, record is uh, being very well received by the fans. And, you know, radio and, and DJs and clubs and all that stuff, everybody likes it. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll get a little bit more traction with it. Excellent. And it sounds like springtime down there in Nashville because I hear the birds waking you up, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sitting on my back porch and uh, having a little coffee and, you know, watching my dog walk around the backyard. And and, she, and hanging on the Dharmic Evolution. What a way to start the day. Isn't it, though? <laughs> cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Hey, let's give everybody a little taste here just to, so they can figure out what Cowboy Troy is all about. All about. This is called... Liquor with the locals. Check this one out. Hit the door in a showdown scene You would look up at the screen and you'd think it was me Cause I'm strutting through the club with the gangster glide Cold drink in my hand, crew by my side Now, once upon a time, up in Sheridan, Wyoming Out in the wilderness, the cell phone was roaming So we barely on up for a shot in the beer Took a ride through the hip-hop atmosphere Around, say, hey, hey, hey. Just keep coming, 
the people on the party till the break of dawn. It could be tequila Tuesday, whiskey Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, or Friday, Wednesday. You got a really, really eclectic sound here, cowboy. How'd you? How did you come up with uh, the the you know the eventuality of of who you are and how how you sound now? How'd you come up with all that? Well, I spent a lot of time uh, when I was in college down at the University of Texas, you know, hanging out in country bars, you know, aside from studying and all that stuff. And I, I would go hang out and I'd listen to what was being played and I'd see what was fun and popular. And this is back in the early '90s, like way early '90s, right? And, uh, you know, when I was down there, I noticed that, you know, the DJ or the band would play your traditional top 40 country songs and, you know, for 45 minutes of the hour. And then that last 15 minutes of the hour, they would switch over to dance music, rap music and rock and roll. And, you know, they mix that kind of a combination up uh, during that little bit of, uh, of, the, of the hour so that there was sort of a, a break in the in the music and a little bit of a change up. Right. And I noticed that whenever the rap music came on and the rock and roll and the dance music came on, the dance floor always got packed because everybody didn't really know how to dance, you know, the the Texas two-step or do like a three-step or anything like that. They didn't always know how to do that, but a lot of people knew how to do, you know, regular dances to your top 40 songs and your rap and your dance music. So uh, I I realized I wasn't the only cowboy that liked, uh, you know, the mixture of rock, rap and country. So uh, when I got to the point where I started writing my own music and putting that together, I just kept working on it. And uh, eventually it got to the point where I said, you know what, I think this is what we're going to go with. I think this is going to be what's popular. I think it's something that's going to going to be a new way to go. And when when hip hop music first, you know, kind of made the made its uh, debut, it was really quiet debut, actually, because in 2001 is when I released my first independent EP called Hick Hop Hysteria. (laughs) I love that phrase. (laughs) Thank you. And, And in 2001, it was so it was it was so new and so fresh that people were like, what is this? We don't understand it. And so it was still a little, you know, quietly received. But. Uh, you know, I've been friends with Big and Rich for so long, even back before they were Big and Rich. Before back then, it was just John and Kenny. Right. And uh, over the years, you know, I let them hear what I was doing musically, and eventually they got a record deal in 2003, and invited me to uh, display some hip hop on their uh, on their first album, right. Horse Horse of a Different Color, and that one came out. And it was released in 2004, and that album was so well received that they invited me to go on tour with them. And we wound up on tour with Tim McGraw that, that summer and fall. And uh, that's when, uh, from there, you know, uh, people started, you know, getting excited during my part of the show when I come out. And, you know, I was able to uh, get a record deal out of that. Wow. And, and that's when uh, people started really paying attention. That must have been a rush for you to go and, and play with all those guys, be touring with them. That must have been really cool. Yeah, it was, it was, a, really, it was a really neat deal. I knew that I wanted to be... An artist, you know, I wanted to be that guy since I was 13, and then um, to actually get a chance to do that, uh, to real to realize that goal was 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 a real blessing. I was really excited about it, and I'm I'm still you know excited about the fact that I get to do that for a living. Yeah, great. Hey, did you grow up in Texas? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, 
I, I lived in Texas the first 33 years of my life <laughs> and then eventually moved to Nashville. Right, right. It's the law. If you're in yeah. music, you got to move to Nashville. It's, you know, <laughs> hey, well, um, it so, helps. Yeah, so tell me growing up, um, like what was your what was your path as it started to unfold for you? Were you doing like, um, you know, were you doing like garage bands first and then just playing solo first? Like how did it start out for you to get to, you know, to, to get on that path to where you are now? Well, uh, when I was a when I was a kid, you know, uh, I I can remember there was one of the kids in the neighborhood said, "Hey, man, come here, come over to my house. My brother has this new LP, and uh, you know, it's this guy named Charlie Daniels. You'll really like it. It's really cool. Yeah. There, there's a song on it called Devil Went Down to Georgia.' I'm like, okay, so I go and listen to it, and I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And so when I heard that for the first time, you know, I was still in elementary school, and I was like, yeah, that's really cool. I like that. And, uh, you know, the longer it got music wise, I started listening to, you know, ZZ Top and Van Halen and Def Leppard getting exposed to rock music, you know, in that particular fashion. And also listening to, you know, artists like Jerry Reed and Roger Miller and all that, you know, as far as country was concerned. So, I mean, I really enjoyed, you know, spreading out my musical interests and tastes and and, you know, I started listening to Run DMC and LL Cool J, just kind of really cutting my teeth musically and the Beastie Boys and those guys. So, I mean, I started really listening to different types of music. And there was always different types of music going on in the house. My father was a music major in college. He got his bachelor's degree in music. So, you know, he was always listening to interesting stuff. You know, he was, a, he, he, you know, when I was younger, he would always listen to jazz. And he still listens to a lot of jazz today. But, you know, he, I mean, I, I would listen to all kinds of different jazz artists, Maynard Ferguson, Chuck Mangione, Tom Brown, you know, just a whole host, you know, David Sanborn, Wynton wow. Marsalis. I listened to a lot of that because that's what my dad liked to listen to. And if I'm riding around in the car with Pops, you listen to what Pops is listening yeah, to. Yeah, right. It's you, his you, gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't change the channel. And yeah. then mom, mom would listen to everything from Top 40 to Country. She liked a lot of Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton and, you know, Barbara Mandrell. So we would listen to all of those different types of things. And I remember as a kid, you know, watching and listening, you know, watching the Barbara Mandrell and the Mandrell sister show and, and, and watching Hee Haw because they always had artists on and it was always a funny show. It was real lighthearted. And, you know, the Statler brothers and, you know, listening to music, you know, like the Gatlins and all that stuff. So there was always something like that going on in the house. But a lot of my music that was that was country in nature, the early, early exposure was through watching uh, movies like Smokey and the Bandit, watching Hee Haw and, and watching Barbara Mandrell and, and those kinds of shows. And and that was the thing that really got me interested in, you know, listening to country music. And back then we just knew it was music. We didn't really I didn't really try and categorize it. You know, I just listened to what was there and what was what was sounding good to me. But as I got started, you know, at 13, when I started listening to uh, rap music, I thought it was really cool about how everything rhymed and how everything was just a really kind of a rhythmic thing. And, uh, you know, listening to Run DMC early on, it's like, yeah, this is so cool. I'm going to learn all these lyrics. And, and me and my buddies would learn the lyrics and we would practice and practice and practice. So, you know, you know, middle schoolers, you know, kids just running around the playground or hanging out at each other's houses, listening to records and tapes and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And so at 19, I started writing my own original lyrics. Right. And that, and that was when I really started kind of messing around with it and trying to get serious with it because we were watching, you know, and, you know, freshman year of college, we're watching Yo! MTV raps and me and my roommates were like, oh, we could all do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. We could do what they're doing. And we decided to have a competition amongst our roommates. 
and uh, you know, okay, we're going home for Christmas break. You come back. Whoever has the best, you know, verse wins the contest. Well, you know, you know it sound you know, it's really cool because uh, you you are so eclectic in your taste. I mean, all the bands and, and artists you rattled off. I mean, it covers the whole spectrum of what you're doing right now, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, you, you know, you, and do you remember where you were, Troy, at the time when? Um, when all of a sudden rap took on, um, you know what, we're going to drop in a melody here in the middle of the rap song. And, and all of a sudden it just got it just got bigger and bigger. Um, you know, I, I, I can't recall any artists at the top of, you know, right off the bat. But but, you know, you you know what I'm talking about. All of a sudden it's in a rap groove. And now all of a sudden there is a strong chorus or a melody. So we fused, you know, pop music into rap. Um, do you remember the time and place that that happened? Um, for me, I mean, I, I remember, you know, you're, you're talking about you have the strong rap verse, but then somebody singing the hook yeah, as, opposed, right. as, opposed to, as opposed to somebody shouting or chanting a hook yeah. in, in the chorus. Right. Um, I remember uh, what really comes to mind are, are people like uh, P. Diddy. Back then he was still called Puff Daddy. Right. You know, and, and, and they had that mixture, you know, Bad Boy Entertainment had that mixture of, uh, you know, Notorious B.I.G., you know, and then he'd have, you know, Faith Evans singing hooks on, on songs. That was, you know, in the New York area, that was when those songs were coming out, you know, uh, people were really using those in the clubs. I remember those a lot. Uh, you know, Ja Rule had some stuff where he had Ashanti, I think, was singing hooks on songs. Right. I, re- uh, I think when it went mainstream, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not the expert in this, but when Aerosmith got together with DMC and did Walk This Way, I mean, that was so cool. It was like, whoever thought that those two artists would ever be together, you know, performing that song. That was pretty cool. That but, was very cool. 1986 is when uh, the Raisin' Hell album came out for Run DMC. And you're right, that was uh, that was a big deal. And that was the first time I had seen the video. So, yeah, so... Uh, that's that was you know, so well done wasn't it that you're breaking through the wall and it, it was so emblematic of hey you know what we're crashing through the wall and we're, we're tearing down the barriers in a sense and 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 welcome e- welcoming each other into our respective worlds yeah that's true and, yeah. and that, that was a really big deal and, and at that point Aerosmith if I'm not mistaken had kind of hit a dip in their career at some point and then yeah. and when Run DMC remade that song it, you know it it turned a switch and then all of a sudden everybody's like paying close attention to what's going on with that. That was, that was probably you're, you're very, very close to being correct. If, if you're not right on, that would be the spot when that happened. And, you know, when you started talking about melodic hooks, I'm thinking, okay, uh, you had an R and B singer singing a hook. You know, those are some of the things that happened in the late nineties, early two thousands. But, uh, for sure in 1986, when, when that came out, that was a, that was a big deal in it. And it was a, a rock, group with a rap group and then all of a sudden everybody's like wait a minute this is brand new this is fresh it's 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 something that really really caught everyone's attention and you're right about the aerosmith thing too because they had kind of fallen off the planet i mean uh they were silent for like it felt like 10 years and then all of a sudden man they just haven't stopped since you know really crazy yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool for them that they were able to, you know, capitalize on that. And it was also a good business decision on the part of uh, Run DMC and, yeah. their manage- and their management to remake the song and kind of turn it into something that was, uh, 
you know, really hot at that time and still is. People yeah, still the whole thing was awesome. I still love that video. Hey, but it's time to play Three Party Train. Check this one out with Cowboy Troy. Partying is my business and business is good. Get your body on the floor, let me know you understood. Partying is my business, business is good. Get your body on the floor, let me know you understood. Ready, set, here we go. Forget the problems that we know. No time clock work is done. Leave stress, let's have some fun. Crank the music, the mood is light. Let's start this party, right? Hurry up if you wanna ride. Come on, y'all, let's climb inside. All aboard, we're leaving the station, touring the nation. Here's the invitation. Party don't stop till the sun rises like a magic show. Full of surprises, no compromises, no shortcuts. Just ladies out there, they're shaking their butts. Party train is amped as a party gets. Booty flutter like a butterfly with baseline hit. Get on, get up, let's go. No time to take it slow. Get in the mood, let's go. Nobody has to know. I wanna see you glow, baby. Just let it flow. Get in the mood, let's go. Nobody has to know. Oh, oh no, oh, oh, oh no, oh, oh no, oh, oh. It's incredible. Get up, hit up, on up, blow. Sit up, with him, kill him. Kill him, ooh, kill him, ooh. Tell me what you wanna do. Hey girl, just bust a move. Round and round, I'm Mr. Smooth. Yeah. Cowboy Troy, show me how to groove. Turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up. Yeah, baby, I'm in the mood. I love you like a fool. You can tell by my swag, I'm a good dude. Not love mama, I don't mean to be rude, but I want you tonight. Move that body from left to right, right, left. Take a breath. <gasps> yes, I'm party at. Get on, get up, let's go. Commercial. Only get one take, ain't no rehearsal Just when you thought it couldn't get any better Like a college kid with an acceptance letter Two cars up, the party's booming Check the mirror, last second grooming Make your way into the rave Everybody calls it the good new days DJ spinning, rocking tunes The love is filling up the room Confetti falls like snow flurries Music wash away your worries Disco balls and laser lights Are pulsing till the morning light Baseline grooving, party shaking The world is yours for the taking Get on, get up, let's go No time to take it slow Get in the mood, let's go Nobody has to know Man, Troy, that's got a hell of a groove, that track. Can you take us into the studio and, and share with us about the players and collaboration with this one? Well, interestingly enough, the producers on that track, uh, DJ Buddha and DJ News, uh, DJ Buddha has worked with, uh, you know, guys like Pitbull and, and things like that over, over the years and have done, you know, massive tracks for them. And... Uh, I was on tour with Big and Rich at the time, and we had a day off uh, in Orlando, which is where DJ Buddha lives. And uh, he says, hey, you know, I said, hey, we, we got a day off. The show is uh, on a Tuesday, but we've got but Monday off. And uh, I was like, hey, do you want to come, you know, you want to get together and work on some stuff? 
So I went down and, and uh, worked early, and uh, we hung out at his studio, and we had some ideas. I was listening to all these different tracks that he had, it's like, hey, I like that one. Let's do something with that one. Yeah. So we worked all night. I did. I, I kept listening to it and writing and working on it. And and then uh, woke up early the next morning and started doing the vocals, my part of it. And uh, then uh, one of his uh, singers that uh, are signed to his label, uh, Mariel Jacoda, was, was not far away. And he says, hey, you want to come sing on this track? So she came and sang on the track. And then uh, he says, hey, by the way, what about uh, getting, uh, you, know, you know, Nick Cannon? I go, yeah, I know who Nick Cannon is. Everybody knows who Nick Cannon is. Hey, what about getting him on the track? And I said, okay, sure. You know how to get a hold of him? He said, so he calls Nick. He says, hey, Nick, you want to get on the track with Troy? And that's that's how that worked out. And, you know, and it, it turned out to be what we have. And it, it, we're super excited about the song. Good song, man. Really good song. So, so you worked in his studio in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, awesome. And then, and then he sent the track to Nick, and Nick recorded where he was. And you know, I'm assuming, I guess Nick was in New York at the time, and uh, he, you know, sent the track up to New uh, to New York to Nick. Nick recorded his vocals, sent it back. Everything's mixed. Now it's mastered, ready to go. Wow, good track, man. Really, a lot of high energy. Really, really great. Thank you. So, 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 have you been out um, doing any touring lately, Troy? Uh, Oh yeah, well, I mean, the Big and Rich tour started up uh, about three weeks ago, and uh-huh. so I've been out with those guys. And then on weekends off, uh, you know, I do solo shows. So, for example, this past weekend, uh, we had a, a weekend off from the Big and Rich tour, but I was in Mississippi, uh, down on the Delta, doing uh, a show just this past weekend. Had a had a full house. Everybody was excited. The promoter was happy. And uh, the people were dancing and cutting it up and, uh, you know, shaking their groove thing, so to speak. It was it was a lot of fun. Wow, that sounds really fun. So so what's the plan with uh, are you going to resume? Are you back on with Big and Rich doing more touring? Oh, yeah, we'll be running all the way into November. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're running all the way into November. But like I say, when there's weeks off, you know, if there's a weekend off here and there, you know, I'm booking shows. I've been I've been playing uh, solo shows all spring prior to the Big and Rich tour starting. And then on weekends off, uh, I'll do more solo shows. And then in the fall, uh, you know, when that, when the Big and Rich tour uh, goes into dry dock for the remainder of the year, then I will be out doing solo shows and working on uh, booking a, a fall tour now. So I mean, we're working on fall and winter now. So it, it's 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 a fun time. I'm looking forward to it. A busy man. So let's do another one. Let's do Square Dance Boogie. Check this out. Resident Texas native Party gets started Then they get creative Understated and underrated When the baseline kicks You get elated Bow to your own Bow to your cone Our groove can move From Bama to California Sashay girl Now let it bounce Dance floor cartel Moving booty by the ounce Shuffle, kick, stomp, push Bird in a hand More than ten in a bush Or whatever that old school saying goes Kiss your girl On the tip of her nose See her wiggle Let it all go Leave your problems At the front door In this room Only fun exists It's a beautiful Sight like amethyst, like diamonds, rubies, emeralds. Life is short, it's ephemeral. Get in where you fit in, that's the plan. This party is kicking like Jackie Chan. 
band. Keep on stomping like Steve Austin. Dancing to this from Hong Kong to Boston. Round and round with an elbow swing. Now lose your mind if that's your thing. Promenade, knock your partner. Check it out as the party's part of world. Twirl, spin your girl. So fast, make her hair curl. Don't you swear, don't you curse. Rock that baby, hush that bus. Dump that band, skip that bus. Ride the party train with us. Got it under control. Scenario is normal. Nothing formal as I transform ya. Like an Autobot or a Decepticon. Heat the mic with my southern lexicon. Intellectual diction like Trans-Pacific flights. 35,000 feet flying through the night. Chicken with the train still on your mind. Hick chick still make you wanna grind. People wanna check my dance flow maneuvers from Toronto all the way to Vancouver. Hit them up stride with my gangsta lean. Same one I had back when I was a teen. Used to watch them old cop shows and rock those. Cool sugar bell walks, they look macho. Round and round with an elbow swing. Now lose your mind if that's your thing. Promenade, now to your partner. Check it out as the party's part of world. Twirl, spin your girl. So fast, make her hair curl. Don't you swear, don't you curse. Rock that baby, hush that bus. Dump that band, skip that bus. Ride the party train with us. Promenade, now to your partner. Check it out as the party's part of world. Twirl, spin your girl. So fast, make her hair curl. Don't you swear, don't you curse. Rock that baby, hush that bus. Dump that band, skip that bus. Ride the party train with us. Slide to the left, shake your pants Back to the right, then give a shimmy What a bring it on, motion your hands like gimme Break it down low, make your hips rock And look over your shoulder, slap your back pocket Bounce up, then pump your fist Don't let the party sag, gotta keep it crisp Promenade, knock to your partner Check it out as the party's part of world Twirl, spin your girl So fast, make her hair curl Don't you swear, don't you curse Lock that baby, hush that bus Dump that band, skip that Another really, really great track there, Troy. Awesome. Who's who's in the studio on all this? Where did you cut this in Nashville? It sounds like it. Uh, this particular song, Square Dance Boogie, uh, I recorded my vocals in Nashville. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The track was uh, uh, composed and produced out of uh, a studio out in Oregon uh, by a buddy of mine named DJ Tyrant. Right. And and I I heard it and he sent it to me, and then I went into Nashville with uh kyle mann uh engineer that helped uh, record the vocals and do all some do some extra production on it and uh, we we went to town on it and got it squared away we we're super excited about that song too it's that song has, has has been around for a while originally i wanted to um have that song on my king of clubs album which was released in 2014 but Square Dance Boogie didn't fit the uh, theme to that particular record because it was a little too far advanced and a little too spaced out, so to speak. Right. And that's why it's on saloons. That's why it's on saloons on Neptune because it totally fits that <laughs> that vibe on that yeah. record. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you end up in Oregon, man? You're all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting because DJ Tyrant had uh, you know done some work with some buddies of mine, the Moonshine Bandits. We had done a you know a collaboration or two. And uh, they were on my King of Clubs record right. back in you know 2014, and I'd done a collaboration for a single with them back in 2011. So you know I've known those guys, and DJ Tyrant had done a lot of tracks and production for the Moonshine Bandits and a couple other you know West Coast uh, country rap acts and all that. So 
that's how I got to meet him. He actually came out to a show that we did uh, on a, a tour that we had done in 2011. Right. And he had come out to a show to watch uh, Big and Rich and Gretchen Wilson, you know, the music mafia tour that we had done out there that year. And he was there for that. So, I mean, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's funny how, you know, you just kind of go around and you start collecting contact information uh, from different people all over everywhere. And, and, and now that everything is digital, as opposed to analog tape, you can, you can electronically send files from studio to studio uh, anywhere in the world. Right. And get everything done as a as opposed to you know taking the big two inch reel to reel tape that's in that big case and shipping it somewhere and waiting yeah. and making sure that everything is climate controlled and that the tape doesn't get warped and all that and get messed up uh, in shipping and transit especially in the summertime when everything is hot all right. you gotta do is just send it digitally and it works out and you can get things done more, more efficiently. Yeah. So you remember those days working with the Studer machines, the two-inch tape, and it's like rewind <laughs> took the whole session, you know? <laughs> oh, if, if you messed up, you had to, if you messed up on anything, it's not like you can just kind of cut and paste. Nah, <laughs> it's go back and do it again. And, you know, listening to that tape rewind over and over, you know, the, the you know, the generations of, uh, of quality is slowly deteriorating hour by hour, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, you're sitting there, oh, you messed it up. Okay. Chuck, go in there, get, get the thing, cut it. And then re, you know, move that spot out, and then let's redo it, tape it back together, and we'll go. Ready, yeah. go. Like, <laughs> oh man, oh man. Yeah, it's something. Hey, I wanted to ask you about what can somebody expect when they come to see you, Troy, live? Like, what's your lineup on stage as far as instrumentation? It varies. You know, okay. gen generally, what I will do, and and people have asked me this before: how do you pull the show off live? And it, and I and I say it really depends on the budget yeah. of of the venue because if you want me to have a full band it'll be x amount right and I, and I could bring the whole band we get the whole shebang we're up there on stage if you only have this amount that amount will get you me and a dj or this amount will get you me and an acoustic guitar player and we'll do the songs acoustically right. this amount will get you me and just the tracks only and uh, this will get you me and you know an autograph session so i mean it depends on what they want but uh <clears throat> but it's really it's really cool because like for example if it's me and dj sinister we go out and do a show and uh you know if it's just the two of us we've got the tracks that are already put together and constructed and we do the vocals live and everybody's there and, and you know it it becomes a dance party pretty much at that particular point because there are no slow songs in 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 the set Right. So you get an hour of high energy and movement. And there are sometimes that, you know, people are in the clubs and they have to go sit down because they're so tired because some of them can't do, <laughs> can't move around for an hour straight. But that's what we do. Sometimes I have to stop and say, hey, I need to get something to drink. Somebody pass me a beer or whatever. But, you know, it's fun. It's fun and it's high energy. People really like it. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it's, I think that's such a cool idea that you, you created a menu of options. So it's not like you're sitting on your hands going, hey, well, you know, you can't accommodate me and the band, so uh, I'm going to pass. So that's great, keeping your keeping your career moving forward and and i i really i really commend you for uh for doing that that's great well thank you you know yeah. i i'm one of those guys that doesn't like to sit around and you know because you know sometimes people will say well you know i've got a history of booking at this price and i want to stay at this price yeah or else i will deflate my value in the market blah, 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 blah. i'm like look you can either go out and do uh you know a hundred shows at a reduced rate or do five shows at a super high rate and then you've got 
a whole lot of free time where your music's not getting out in front of the audience because then, you know, you're sitting at home a lot. Right. I, I think it's better to do perhaps a reduced rate, uh, not so reduced that you can't afford to, you know, take care of your travel expenses and things like that. But you do it at a reduced rate and you can get a higher frequency of shows and then you can try and make your money back on something like merchandising or, uh, you know, CD sales and things of that nature. And I think that's what's more important is creating uh, a presence for the, 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 the fan and the listener, because people at the end of the day, they want to hear the music. Yeah, and of course, they're going to get it one way or another they're going to buy it or they're going to stream it because now people are getting more into digital streaming and and the evidence is 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 playing that out because I did research on this uh from my MBA program that I'm working on and uh, there are 33% of people that responded to my to to the survey that I put together that are talking about they want a physical CD they have to have a physical CD yeah. but but the other 67% had options of which to choose from and that means 67 percent don't require physical product they're either going to streaming uh they're listening to satellite radio regular radio uh internet video on de- on demand uh connections you know various other things that aren't digital but they're still getting their music and so uh, the 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 economy the fan economy is shifting from necessarily having to purchase um you know, people, you know, per- people having to purchase a, a physical product to people who are actually taking their money and buying a, a subscription service. You know, so instead of buying a, an album for ten dollars, you know, for one album, they're paying a, a nine ninety five per month subscription fee and they're getting unlimited streaming of all albums that are available. Right. You know, so it's 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 the way the, the, the new economy is working. And I think artists need to really understand that. And, and, you know, and, and really kind of be able to move forward and be forward thinking in that particular uh, direction because things are, are changing a lot. You know, I showed my kids, my kids, I have triplet eight-year-old sons. They're about to turn nine. Oh, I wow. Sh- Congratulations. Yeah. That's you. awesome. Thank you. I've, 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 I've shown them a cassette tape before. Right. And they look at it. They're like, what is this? How do you open it? Yeah, I said, I said it's music, son. On there, you know, you show you show them a CD, and they're like, "Oh, what is this? A DVD?" I'm like, "No, buddy, it's a CD. What's that? It's got music on it. Yeah. DVDs have have movies." So the kids aren't aren't accustomed to seeing that. They're accustomed to on demand streaming, or you know, looking up videos on YouTube, or whatever service that you can find, and they're listening to it that way. And that's what's really uh, changing the way things are going for the new the new fan economy when it comes to music. Yeah. Hey, when you did your uh, survey, how did you did you send that to your email list and then uh, ask them to? <laughs> Funny, you should ask. Uh, actually, speaking of the digital uh, age, I posted the survey. I posted a link to the survey uh, on my Facebook and my Twitter feed. Okay, great. And. Uh, you know, I started getting so many responses that I had to cap the number of responses because, you know, I only had a certain amount of time to do the research and get it turned into my professor. But, um, you know, it was really interesting how it turned out. I mean, I asked questions that talked about where do you prefer to hear the music? Do you prefer to hear it at a live, uh, you know, a festival? Do you prefer to hear it at a stadium, a pub or a tavern, small clubs, theaters, things of that nature? And, you know, it's funny, depending on the age of the person, really was the way that, you know, they it, it kind of shaded their answer. For example, some folks uh, who are a little bit older, say, if they're in their 40s and up, were saying that they prefer to listen to live music in a theater. 
Right. Speci- specifically, uh, if they were at a casino, for example, because if you go to a casino, you have the show, it's in a theater, you've got an assigned seat, it's air conditioned. And then when the show is over, you can go and gamble and have something else to do in addition to it. And there's a hotel attached that can make a weekend out of the event. Right. People that are 18 to 25 are like, oh, I like going to a festival because I'm out there all day and I'm having fun. I'm listening to the music. You're out there 10 hours and you're just having a great time. Yeah. So it's just it was really interesting to to see how people responded. You know, I asked as far as, you know, hey, uh, what's the maximum distance you're willing to travel? You know, some people said, well, no more than 25 miles. Some people said over 50. Some people said up to 100 or or more. It just depended on, you know their particular, uh, you know, preference and things of that nature. So it's, it's a really cool thing. It's really cool to see how, how uh, the music economy is changing and how fans are really getting into consuming their music in different ways. Yeah, I find that I kind of did the same thing very, very, um, in a very casual way. I ask a lot of musicians some of the questions that you just outlined. And uh, I, fi- I find that a lot of musicians are really supporting other musicians. I've, I've never seen such an outpouring of, um, and I think it grows stronger every year more musicians get on board with helping one another out and a lot of them seem to like having a token cd in their hands to hold as a reference you know i find a lot of people as much as you know the downloads are so convenient uh it's just nice to say i I want a token of this band you know sort of like my scrapbook if you will you know that makes sense. And yeah. I, think, I think what you're finding is, yes, the, the musicians are supporting each other more and more because you're finding more and more of the musicians that you've heard of are now finding themselves as independents. You know, a lot of us were on major labels. You know, we were, you know you're on, on recognizable label names and you're on TV, you're on CMT, GAC and all these other uh, video formats and, and, and things of that nature. But as things change, uh, find ourselves... Uh, as independents for whatever reason sometimes labels are folding because you know the 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 cost of actually producing a cd and making it up to a number one single uh on the on the billboard charts is is extremely expensive and so labels are either folding because they can't afford to do that anymore or they're trimming their roster to uh maybe your top you know five percent so then you're finding that okay now i go from being on a major to being independent I need to support my other independent musicians because, you know, everybody's, you know, chirping about everybody on Twitter and Facebook. Hey, check it out. My buddy's got a new record. Right. Go out and go out and get it. And then when you get to the actual show, you will probably sell more physical CDs at the show because people will come by. If the artist is smart, they'll go to the merchandise table after the show. And then, you know, depending on their level, because some artists are so big that if they go to the merchandise table, it's going to be a security issue. Yeah. And they'll upstage the the other act, which doesn't serve them well either. Well, yeah, you know, but, you know, if they're too big, it'll 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 really cause a security issue. But your mid level acts, if you go to the merch table and sit there and sign that CD for that fan, they will be so appreciative of it. And they like it because, hey, you know what? I spent money on this ticket. You're taking time out to come see the fans and talk to them. Yeah. You know, they, they really appreciate that. And I think that's what's really helping. You know, And also another thing when you're finding about people not you know, putting out so many physical CDs as well is because your big bin music stores, you know, like your Walmart, your Best Buy, they're not doing a whole lot of physical music anymore. There's only a certain number of artists that they're carrying. Their bin space is shrinking because they're, you know, selling more electronics right. and things of that nature. So people aren't, you know, you're, you're not going into Target or whatever to buy a CD. 
that may be the thing that they use to get you in the door, a sale on whoever's CD to get you in the door. But while you're there, they're trying to get you, oh, hey, there's a brand new uh, stereo system you could play it on. Or there's a brand new TV that you you can get or something like that. So it's kind of, you know, that's the way it's working, though. But you'll, you'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, for sure. You got to be, you know, you got to be inventive and resourceful these days. Hey, let's listen to Countdown to Vacation. Countdown to Vacation. I can feel it come round. Looking forward to the sea breeze, palm trees, and tropical sundowns. A little vacation. Let the problems dry out. At the bottom of my glass. Let the stress go down uh-huh, uh-huh. T-minus five days I can think of five ways of enjoying the vacay By the end, I want to stay Busting hump long hours Working hard all year So I can find me a beach And sip an ice cold beer With a fresh cut lime And authentic cuisine And one of fancy resorts If you know what I mean Where I wake up late Then have a cerveza If it gets too hot Put it next to my cafe The first meal of the day Will be a three-course brunch And to wash it all down is a glass of rum punch Take a stroll past the Mayan Art and Lodge While on my way to a couple's massage Hear the mariachis playing off in the distance While the staff is always happy to be of assistance But I look at my calendar, wish the face would quicken Cause in my head is a mental clock ticking A vacation, I can feel it come round Looking forward to the sea breeze, palm trees and tropical sun From the beach chair, you know the kind that lets you recline With a cup holder that'll sit to hold my drink Counting caps on the ways I won't be trying to think Later on, stroll back to the cabana And I'll practice in the mirror, bit of Spanish grammar Get showered up and head to the discotheca DJ's gonna play the classic rum shaker Everybody's zoom, zooming and boom, but boom, booming from here To way over to the wild, sweat files to last call you see, the more I drink, the more you hear my draw. But for now, I'll sit here in this place. I'll be glad when the boss get about my face. Bill collectors can all get off my case. Cause in five more days, no, I'm blowing glaze. A vacation, I can feel it come round. Looking forward to the sea breeze, palm trees, and tropical sundowns. A little vacation. Great track, man. Love that. I feel like I'm on vacation listening to that. <laughs> hey, what's the name of your sons? Uh, well, my firstborn is Reese. My second is John Reagan. My third is Riley. Awesome, awesome. Hey, blessings on you, my friend, and your family. We are at the end already. This went really, really too fast. I didn't even get to half the questions I want to ask you, so we're going to have to meet up again, if it's all right with you. Sounds sometime. good. Yeah, hey, so listen, give us out your best website or or place of connection so people can support you purchase your music come to your shows where do we find cowboy troy uh you can find the website is at cowboytroy.com and you can find me on twitter at cowboy troy or facebook.com slash cowboy troy those are the easiest places to get a hold of me 
Awesome. We will have all of these connections in the show notes for you to get people to connect with you and support you. And uh, my friend, thank you so much for being part of Dharmic Evolution. I wish you continued success in your career and look forward to seeing your name in lights in the marquee in Nashville. <laughs> thank you very much. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Liquor with the locals. Party train. Square dance boogie. Countdown to vacation. Rock, rap, and country, touring with Big and Rich, hip-hop, hip-hop hysteria, solo shows, weekends off for more solo shows, booking the fall and winter tour, a full menu of shows. Cowboy Troy can show up with any menu you decide on. And he's got triplets, eight-year-old boys. Imagine that. Please support Cowboy Troy and his music. The connections are all in the show notes. And if you get a chance, check out our website, dharmicevolution.com. You'll find some amazing artists from around the world. Yes, we are now in 49 countries. Don't miss it. I'm also happy to, to announce that I have launched a brand new podcast that features authors, speakers, and thought leaders. Yes, it's the James O'Connor Show, now on iTunes and SoundCloud. That's it for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Let's do it.